Hello. And welcome to Thelma Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 493 of Thelma Bastards. My name's Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by Becky Foster. Hello, everyone. And Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, one and all. We hope you're doing well. Um, so, what have we got coming up this week? We've got, uh, we got, we got a couple of reviews for you. We're doing a little bit of catch up. So, you know, the big release in UK cinemas this past weekend was the book club, the next chapter, um, which um, I it w- was sold out everywhere, and so we we couldn't make it. Uh, no. No. Um, so we're instead Sorry, are uh, we pretending we're nice people and don't just hate things. I, I think hate's a strong word. I've just got no interest in watching the <laughs> sub- film. No. Um, I didn't even know there was a first one. And yet we watched the Downton Abbey film. Yeah, despite the fact that neither of us watched Downton Abbey. Hmm. Was that? That was two years ago now. Two years ago. Wow. Wow. Or was it? Was it? No, I think it might have been last year, you know. Because things were still a little bit thin on the ground last year. Like, we weren't, eat, we weren't eating good last no, year. It must be last year, because it must have been, I think it was last year, actually, yeah. 2022, yeah. A new era. Yeah, okay. It was April last year. Hmm. That's the thing. I thought it was April. It was like cinemas weren't open in April in 21. So, yeah, okay. Um so uh yeah but anyway so um you know we we've had a lot of like stuff that we've been reviewing lately like big stuff and there's a couple of things that just ever so slightly um fell by the wayside so with the week being a bit quieter before we really 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 get cracking into summer we thought we'd um you know uh, take it easy on ourselves not necessarily have to go out to the cinema what just watch some stuff at home so we have got the Adam Driver starring dinosaur sci-fi actioner thing 65 and Brandon Cronenberg's latest um, uh, Mia Goff and Alexander Skarsgård starring Infinity Pool, two very, very, very different films. Um, we'll also do some uh, movie news trailers, what we've been watching. Uh, again, like trailers just coming out our ears at the moment so uh you know we'll uh we'll, we'll see what we got with that and uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll take it from there so uh we are a pod syndicate podcast please do also listen to like-minded shows such as gaming landfill uh chintroga versus punter and the rewatch project um and um i will just say no zelda talk because i don't want to piss noel off <laughs> i am enjoying watching clips of people doing stupid shit in zelda i'll say that what i will say is i think you're having the same a little bit of a similar reaction to with zelda as i have to things like um when um new series like the mandalorian comes out and things like that in the sense that i'm enjoying other people enjoying it i have no interest in enjoying it myself (laughs) I, I played it for an hour. I could see why people are into it, to be clear. I'm not saying it's a bad game. And I, I I just, I, the mental bandwidth I don't have, and I think I'm too dumb for it. Anyway, right. So uh, let's uh, let's crack on. So Can has started. Um, 
uh, Johnny Depp was uh, in the film that premiered last night. Um, it got a three minute standing ovation, which uh, is being judged as uh, a bit of a disaster for, for it. Um, only only three minutes. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I it, it's very, very early days for Cannes. Uh, Steve McQueen's new four and a half hour documentary, Occupied City, also screened today. Uh, one person I follow said that it would it seemed to be comparing Nazism with lockdowns, uh, which felt a bit spicy. I also just saw The Guardian gave it a five out of five. So um, who knows out of that? But we'll have a lot more uh, kind of reactions from Can next week. Killers of the Flower Moon screens on Saturday night. Yeah, so. Let's see what happens there. Uh, I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week. Someone who has seen it uh, or seen footage from it said it looks a lot more commercial than you were expecting. And it had weird Wolf of Wall Street vibes about it. Yeah, it's not. The story isn't supposed to be quite as as intense and dry as um, The Irishman. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, hey, we'll, sure. so we we shall see. Um, moving away from Cannes, um, Vin Diesel said at the Fast X premiere last week that the studio um, are interested in a trilogy of final Fast films. However, um, oh, and also, uh, have you guys heard about the mid credits bit? The fact yes, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I, I believe we predicted this. Yeah, I think we might have. So, um, it's been leaked that The Rock appears in the mid-credits, mm-hmm. setting him up for the next one. Which, so, which, which which will have absolutely nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with the roaring success that, that some people think was a failure, but actually it was exactly what was intended of Black Adam. <laughs> It does make me laugh that part of the justification for like the amount of money that was going to be made uh, for it was streaming, where it's like Warner are paying themselves to stream it. You can't count that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But in, in, in movie uh, accounting, you can. But it's um, it's it's an interesting one. Um, the it's looking at an around sixty million dollar opening in the U.S which is not great. Um, Yeah. Um, The global, it's looking at about 285, but it very much depends on China. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, like Deadline have been speculating, the studio may even stop at this one. I don't think they will. But Vin... I I think it'd have to gross less than, I would say... 500 million yeah it would it would have to do so fucking badly because apparently this one basically just ends halfway through when mm. it just end it just stops yeah very unless, very in- unless we get a full fucking divergent and it just comes out as a tv movie in four years time <laughs> yeah yeah or, or not even that with di- divergent you know what i mean it's like yeah i mean who knows i i i I I think they'll just do a second one and then you give it five years and then they'll do Dom's kid heading up a crew of young racers with and Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto. Yeah. Um, But we we shall see. 
Do we have any other movie news or shall I segue into the final trailer for Fast X? Let's segue into the final trailer for Fast X. So the final trailer for Fast X is four and a half minutes long and came out four days before the film comes <laughs> out. Um, that trailer is obviously just meant to get people hyped to just go to the cinema, just go, go, go. And it mm. worked. It, it, it worked. I yeah. need two hours, 20 minutes of that. I, I I like the fact that it's two hours twenty. You know, it's I feel like now if if a fast movie came out and it was an hour fifty seven, I'd go, ooh, what went wrong? Something went wrong. It's fucking wild there. though, like watching the old ones and they're all like hundred and some. Yeah, which is fine, but for now, these these grand efforts oh, yeah. that have all these different characters that go on various different inf- adventures within the same framework of the storyline, um, which is a really good idea because you only have to have them like, available together at the same time for very minute amount of times. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it would be it would be weird if it was like under two hours long, but it's also not plus two and a half hours long, so it's not. It's not an egregiously long film. Oh my god, that was such what? a long word for you. I'm so egregious. proud of you. Egregiously, it's like four syllables. That's really oh. I love got art first time as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but yeah, the, the, the new fast trailer. It is. I am so interested in what's happening with Momoa. <laughs> Dante on Shante. Um, it, 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 yeah, and then he starts it, stroking the guns that are next to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, I just hope that it's just Momoa is just fucking around trying to like jokingly fucking flirt with Dom Toretto, like Javier Bardem, Inspector or Skyfall. Let's uh, say, uh, well, yeah, um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks fun. It, I, I don't know, I, it just. It need it apparently it's incredibly silly. I've read like I've read a couple of people going it's like it's written by AI, but I'm also kind of thinking like that's just a very hot thing to get attention yeah. these days. So I'm not too sure if I feel you there. It's it, it's a little bit like it, it's like that that synopsis there was written by AI. It just looks real big and dumb, and I'm so here yep. for it. I like yeah. the fact that, that that trailer literally starts. With them explaining how silly these things have gone. <laughs> it started off as just some street guys, and now like they're fucking basic yeah, They boring. literally defy physics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Cannot, cannot fucking wait for I, Friday. I, I, I will also say I, I did love the fact that that when it's clearly somebody, the person who put that trailer together, loves these films. And was having a dig because when the, the, the line comes out that says and defies physics, it showed a shot of him jumping between those two skyscrapers mm. and a shot of the plane um, thing from yeah. uh, from Fast Seven, I believe it was, uh, where people I, had done like a calculations and said well, while all that was going on, that runway would have to be seven miles long until um, I'm fairly certain it was. Um, Luke Evans, who in a Q&A when somebody asked it, went, you know all those things are happening simultaneously? <laughs> it's not like they happen individually at these different times. <laughs> you dumbass. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was like they put it to us, Luke Evans, who is incredibly blunt. 
in, in he's not rude, but he is very matter of fact in Q and A's. He's yeah, no, he's he's. I I saw a Q and A with him and Ben Wheatley for fucking High Rise years years back. He, he was great fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, look, Fast X, we're all looking forward to it. Let's see uh, what happens for our spectacular Fast X. Bo is afraid double bill next week. It, Bex, you can absolutely tap out of Bo is Afraid. Yeah, he doesn't even seem that scared. That's our tagline, right? <laughs> yeah, Bo is Afraid. He doesn't look that afraid, scared. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, it just looks... Uh, it, just, uh, it looks like it thinks it's so important. The, the only thing that's really making me interested is the, the, is the kid in it has had to prove that he's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, Joaquin Phoenix is generally pretty good in stuff. Yes. I think he's gone a bit up his own arse recently, though, aren't I? It's a possibility. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go see it. I, am, I yeah. really, really wish it was shorter. I, I, I do, yeah, because I have a feeling that it's just going to be just how long it is. It's just going to start to really make... I'm, I'm going to be sat in the cinema on my own going... Oh. That, 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 that's the thing I'm also pretty confident I will be the only person sat in the cinema watching it yeah there's part of me that's curious and part of me that's just like I know I don't like Ari Aster movies is it, why it, would I put is myself it one of those things it? that part of you is curious going I would go and see it if it was two hours ten minutes long I'd probably watch it at home I'm going to watch it at home that's fine but it's not something I'd go to the cinema to say. You could go see that on Monday if you want. I'm going to go see it on Monday yeah. uh, after, a, after doing a overnight 12-hour shift. Oh, my God. Just go straight there. Go, if I could, I would. I think that, that would enhance the experience. That, that, like, that would be such a vibe. Yeah. yeah, just like complete lack of sleep. I well, think that would enhance it. I, I might actually have a look and see. If it starts at like 11, I might come home, have some breakfast, then go and see it. Just not go to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. I've, been, I've been being up for like for like 27 hours or something I, like I that. I think that would be a great experiment, which I'd encourage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check and see if I can. Because as, as long as you're listeners will know, I like a weird experiment for a film. Yes. Um, okay, so fast exercise. What else have you guys been uh, catching trailer wise? Midday, boys afraid. <laughs> oh, I reckon I could do that, you know. Oh dear. I think he. Oh, I think he's sorted. I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> There's think... no daytime showings of that cunt here. Um, that's that's the parkway. Tell. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's your bloody favourite as well. I got a ten past four or a ten past eight. I'm not fucking staying in the cinema till half eleven at night watching Bo is Afraid. It's not fucking happening. No. So I got ten past four on Sunday. I will I, be by myself for that. I think the last time I did like one of those was I did like a, a super long shift and started at like six in the morning and did till about eight at night. Then went straight to see Inland Empire at the cinema. <laughs> so I was really tired. And I remember coming out of the cinema. Um, and just being like really fucking weirded out. Yeah. Because it, it, and it was just so odd. <laughs> I walked home. That is some like proper what is reality shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was a good time. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, what else have you guys been saying, Try the Wise? Um, Haunted Mansion. Hmm. Yeah. 
Do you know what? Was very glad when it came up and said that it was in cinemas and it wasn't just a Disney Plus uh, original. I am so fucking in the bag for this movie. I will go and see this in the cinema gladly. Yeah. It looks like they're throwing some money at it, doesn't it? It's got yeah. a decent cast, hasn't it, as well? Decent cast. Mm. It just looks fun. I'm looking forward to just watching something that is just, like, quite childish fun mm. at the cinema. I'm a little worried it might look a little bit too scary for lots, but it's one where I could see the three of us going, and I'd really, I'd really, really like that. So, yeah. How old is yeah. she in? I'm Nine. Sure. But she's pretty fucking sensitive. Oh. If it was animated, she'd go. And to be fair, like I said last week, I took her to see the house with a clock in its walls when she was four. So, <laughs> um, but it, it, yeah, I can't, I can't push films on her. She's got, I've got to let her come to them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very up for Haunted Mansion. I'm just up for a good time. When's that out? Is it like, is it Christmas time? Nah, I think, I think it might be August the. 11th i want to say i think it might be my birthday weekend over here oh, summer holiday nice. fair because yeah it's like it's that gran turismo and the last la- last voyage of the demeter so oh do you know what i might do then actually i might make this my birthday film and guilt lottie into coming <laughs> <laughs> i definitely think i fully endorse that oh I'll take it a bit we'll go to pizza express and then go go see haunted match yeah okay the plan Maybe uh, pop yeah. her in some child-friendly horror between now and when it comes out, just to see how she reacts, like some goosebumps and the hole and stuff the like that. The not child-friendly. So, no. Oh, it is. No, it's not. Uh, the hole she wouldn't she wouldn't take. Goosebumps. It's the dummy. I've tried it on her before. Um, Spiderwick. Did you you tried that? Yeah, recently, yeah. Didn't you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she loved Spiderwick. Yeah, well, Spiderwick's just, quite. It's it's in it can be, it's intense in moments rather than outwardly scary. Yeah. Well, I, I think Haunted Mansion is going to be just dumb and silly rather than scary. It's just that trailer does have a couple dark. of jumpy bits, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's directed by... Um, oh, it's like a really random point. director. It's uh, Justin Simeon, I think, who did um, Dear White People. <laughs> but you occasionally get this where you get, like, yeah, random randomers doing stuff. <laughs> But it's like, to be honest, I think it's probably how they got Lakeith Stanfield, because I kind of feel like that guy wouldn't naturally star in The Haunted Mansion. But no. if it was directed by Ju- Justin Simeon, why not? Yeah. And then and then you get that Dan Vito going, yeah, go on, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to I do want to check that now, though, just in case I've m- massively made an assumption. Um, We've also yeah, got, Justin Simeon. Yeah. Um, Extraction two. So, I think it's very, very funny that they are saying from the directors of Avengers Endgame, but Netflix's own The Grey Man is completely shut out of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's, I think it's amusing the fact that the Russo brothers uh, have just kind of gone to the suckling the tea of streaming um having made their name with the um with the marvel films and are just banging constantly on about streaming but movie studios are now have started to go do you know what quite late cinemas <laughs> yeah quite late cinemas <laughs> and other, like a few are saying do you know what 
there used to be a before like streaming took over, people used to go out and just buy like a like a copy of a movie. Can we bring that back somehow? Yeah. Yeah, I I I, I look. I think Extraction 2 looks good. I'm kind of re- uh, looking forward to re-watching Extraction 1. I remember enjoying it. Yeah, so. I remember enjoying it. I, I think it looks good. Um, it's, do you know what? It, it, it's an extension. I, I may not be expecting anything more than 7 out of 10 from this movie. And, it, and that will be good. I'll be happy with just an enjoyable 7 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it looks like it's going to have some fun fake one-shot shit about it. And... You know, why why not? Tyler Rake is back and I'm here for it. Yeah. What else we got? Uh Five Nights at Freddy's, another <laughs> animatronic fucking kids adventure things come to life and start killing people. There's been a lot of these recently, haven't there? Not really, there's been like three. That's a lot. And this would be the third. This would be the fourth. I am including like the Winnie the Pooh one and shit like that. Winnie as well, the Pooh's though. not out yet, is it? No, but Blood, it, Blood and Honey. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, but it's not. It's not animatronics. That's like a real in yeah. the film Winnie the Pooh who got fucked over by Christopher Robin and goes mad. Yeah. I'm really keen to see that actually. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that actually. I just said that out loud. That sounds great. Yeah, when you <laughs> described it like that, yeah, that sounds pretty fucking good. All right, I'm backing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, look, Five Nights at Freddy's. It, it's um, it's Blumhouse. It, it, I'm. I'm a little bit wary because it's also going straight to Peacock the same day in the US, mm. um, which they don't necessarily have to do anymore. But at the same time, they did it with the Halloween ones. And maybe it is just it's a good, scary movie thing to entice Peacock subscribers. I don't necessarily think it means anything about the quality, maybe. But at the same time, fully prepared for it to be shit. The thing is, I think you can make this movie for relatively cheap. Mm. It I just, don't know, Josh Hutchison got, like, commands $40 million a film. <laughs> yeah, so it costs $41 million. <laughs> it looks like a less good Willy's Wonderland. Is that because you think everything's a less good Willy's Wonderland? I mean, everything's less good than Willy's Wonderland. You think Shunder's list is a less good Willy's Wonderland? <laughs> but... <laughs> Can you imagine that? Imagine that fucking Oscar Schindler just gets on just fucking off for saving, saving more Jewish people just to fuck off and just go play pinball. <laughs> people have got to take a break have some downtime but Matthew Lillard's in it which kind of makes me think because mm, I like him in stuff yeah so I'll give it a go but I might just regret not just re-watching my, uh, Willy's Wonderland you, you, you know you end up watching it then watching Willy's Wonderland afterwards yeah. what was the other one the other animatronics one that came out a few banana years splits. banana splits that was splits. it yeah. yeah and we reviewed that in that brew dog in Carlisle where I just got stuck under the table. Yeah. Oh, I've seen pictures of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I think we've got one more. The biggie. So, the biggie. So I've got an drum roll. I, I've got another one. Go on. Um. So new trailer for this Gareth Edwards film that I didn't even know existed. Um. The creator. So this is uh, John David Washington in a world where AI has basically almost taken over. And he's like a military guy. He's sent on a mission to destroy, like, essentially, like, the, the, the final weapon that will kill all humanity. And he discovers that 
it's like a, it's a kid or it's like an AI kid or something. And then for some reason, he's he's going to protect it. It looks big. It's original sci-fi. It looks pretty fucking epic. Comes out the end of September where it feels like it's in a good spot to actually do well and make some money. It's a good trailer. Maybe you guys catch up on it next week and we'll talk about it a bit more next week. But it's, um, yes, solid trailer. Oh, yeah. Sounds interesting. We'll definitely give that a go. I think I was reading about that the other day, actually. Uh, came up on something. Uh, and it was like, ooh, didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it looks good. It looks good. Um, yeah, Biggie. All right. So uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. I'm assuming that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was so, talking about the Earth Mama trailer. <laughs> what, do you want to talk about the Earth Mama trailer? No, I've not watched it. I was only joking. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, so, um, right. So, Jord said in our boy chat earlier today that it didn't wow him as much as he was expecting it to. And I, I'm kind of feeling that as well. But I, I, I gave it another watch. And this trailer, I think it's... This trailer seems to be very much about the story of the film, more so than like because the Fallout one is vibes. Mm. You know, that's the and, problem. And, They've set the bar too high. Yeah, the Fallout trailer. Yeah, yeah, they have. So this one is selling the like real emotive shit is going to happen in this film. Like that, that, that feels like it. And also, I think it was in front of it was it, it was in front of an IMAX film last year. There was this like big featurette. I think it was Avatar, a big featurette about the motorcycle jump sequence. And then they released yes. it online. So we've already seen that bit. So if that's the biggest bit in the trailer, we already saw that five like four or five months ago. Um, well, Macquarie has said that there's a there's a bigger there's a bigger bit than that in the film. So that's going to be the train, then. Uh, that, you know, there's going to be something big, yeah. That bit, you know, like amateurs shot, but like that that train that literally goes off into nothing. Yeah. So that that if if again if it's that I. And obviously they have to shoot this stuff practically. They have to shoot it like real. I almost surely there's a place where life is too che- where life is cheap, where also it's quite cheap to make sure that there are no people or drones around the airspace. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what I want. If it's like it turns out it's something that was filmed live practically and no fucker knows about well, it. Well, this is the interesting thing. Um it, Corey has and, and crews have spoken about this and said there is an easy way to do that. Um, because when you said you know you can always film it, he said no, there's an easy way to do that. If you film something um, over military airspace and you get authorization to do it, nothing else is allowed to fly in there. <laughs> it's, uh, well, there you go. Yeah, so that's that's the way they get away with these things. And also, they do stupid shit like um, just like pretend you're going to be somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think Nolan's one was asked, you know, how did you keep that secret? One, it's really easy. We just told the, the press that we were going to be somewhere else, and they all went there. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Bex, this you know, it's it's Mission Impossible. Well, what did you think to this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. 
it's a fucking banger of a trailer. It's it's just never going to live up to the Fallout trailer, is it? Like, mm. I watched this and thought, I might find that fucking trailer with Friction by Imagine Dragons on it again and watch that. But the film itself looks good. You sort of said... Does it look like Rebecca Ferguson's got an awful lot to do? That's my only issue with this trailer. I think it's a fucking great trailer, by the yeah. way. I think it, I, I was... I was very much. If I have to kill a, 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 if I have to kill a person right now to watch this movie <laughs> right now, can you bring two in just in case? <laughs> One doesn't count. Yes, just in case, just in case I want to put my legs out. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, I, I'm fucking fully on board for this. But the one bit that I was going watching, going. Not a lot of Becky Fergs in that. Mm. Whereas there's an awful lot of what's her name. Hmm. Bailey Atwell. That's the twat, yeah. She's the bird out of Captain America, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no. The one, not... the, one, the one who actually, every time you see an interview with her, you go, you seem like a bit of a dick. <laughs> Maybe that's your thing. No, but I, you have to have earned it, and she just doesn't seem like she's earned it. Nah. <laughs> have to have earned it. Yeah, yeah I'd, um, I'd, I'd... But we'll have to wait and see. It's only the first trailer. Second trailer. Second trailer. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very on board. Hey, yeah. Look, when 100%. When the music kicks in, they they have played a blinder with that music, haven't they? Like it served them fucking well over the so years. But the whole, um, you know, all of your lives are more important than mine. And then the look. Maybe all of our lives are as important as mission. She's like, why not accept that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you know what? That is one of the reasons why I love these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he will happily fuck up a mission to save someone. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that's been a bit of a thread, you know, the whole, like, what what is the mission? Like, what, how, you know, and like him being able to have it all, like, you know, saving those close to him and saving the world. It but does it's, kind it's of feel all, like, it's all set up from the opening I mean, of the first one is it opens out oh, yeah. and you go oh look it's, it's all the team and then they're all dead like 10 minutes later <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it's it, it'll be interesting to see whether they actually follow through with that in this it's like do they actually kill one of them off and what are the odds that it's not simon Pegg? The thing is, it I, you'd think that it would probably would be Ving Rhames, mm. but he's also been there since the start. The problem is, though, I think when the core team always all survive, is it does start to feel a little bit low stakes. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 it, they might they, I think have often, to kill someone off. off it does seem like the only ones that are actually in peril is Cruz <laughs> yeah. and uh, Becky Ferg. Yeah. This is the part of me. It's like Simon Pegg being offered. Yeah, you get to be the martyr. You get to be the emotional centre of the film. Mm. I reckon Simon Pegg fucking loves that. Yeah, and you'll <laughs> still be credited in the next one because <laughs> we'll yeah. have bits that you've shot that are going to be in it. <laughs> So you still yeah. get paid. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think from a from a tension point of view, they really could do with that. 
what one of them dying at the yeah. end. That that would not surprise me if one of them did die at the end of and this. I, I, and then the, the ne- and the next one was Cruz just going fucking just nuts. Full revenge. I just, yeah. Full John Wick. Yeah. You <laughs> can't have you can't have Becky Ferg's and Haley Atwell both survive by the end or both be good guys at the end of this film. To Haley. Yeah. Unless Haley Atwell ends up being Simon Pegg's love interest. I just I I I think she'll be a bad guy or or oh, something yeah. like it. They they kind of look similar. They're a kind of a sim. They they're quite they're quite similar. But Becky Fergs is also like a unicorn. So yeah, only Hay- in the sense that Haley Atwell's like a budget Becky Fergs. Yeah, no, she's yeah, she's well, kind of little wish. Becky Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but poor then, girl. But then, I feel like we're being then, No, but she's like Waitrose, lots of other women. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I don't. Yeah, st- stacked against against Becky Ferg. I think I think a lot of us would be budget versions, wouldn't we? No, exactly. It's just the figure Becky Ferg's once put out an Instagram thing about how much she likes PSVR. Yeah, she was like, "This is great," and it's just like a video of her whacking around stuff in virtual reality. And it was like, "Right, okay, cool, you're fun." It, it, it was it was a few years ago over like a Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where, where she just posted loads of Instagram stories of her playing with her family, playing that, and also she's a very keen skateboarder. So uh, for her Christmas present the same year. Uh, her husband had a little skate park and half pipe built for her in their garden. Nice. That's, that's great. And it just like, she does just seem to have had like a husband since she's been famous. She's just got a family and yeah. you never, you never see anything out about her in the tabloids and stuff. She's just starring in shit and having a fun life. I just massively respect that. It's great. Um, but yeah. also before we move on, Dead Reckoning Part 1 comes out on a Tuesday in the UK. And obviously we usually record on a Wednesday. So I'm assuming, like, for, for once, in all fairness, we could do a The Day After We Saw It review. Oh, yeah. 11th of July, it comes out here. Let's do oh, it. I'll be able that work. No matter what. And then the, the, the show the next week after is Barbie and Oppenheimer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> On double bell. I mean, it's just the inc- incredible. Like, I know I was saying last week that, like, the quality of films so far this year has not necessarily been, like, the absolute bangers. And I looked at my letterboxed and the highest rating I've given someone is 4.5. Uh, you know, it kind of feels like the summer has the potential for a couple of bangers in there. And uh, uh, that, that's 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 what we need before we get into what it also looks like a very promising Oscar season. So I really it, hope so, because currently I think my favourite film of the year is Dungeons and fucking Dragons. I, I mean, it, it's up there for me as well. And, you know, that mm-hmm. it, it, that and Rye Lane, you know what I mean? And it's like I don't want to diminish any either of those films, but neither of them would have been in my top 10 at the end of last year. Mm. So, so you know, there there is that as well, and air as well. You know, even though that's on Prime now, and I kind of want to give it another go. So m- maybe that's something for me personally because I'm a fucking dickhead. Right, 
So I, I, I will be going to watch it again before the end of the year. Yeah, I, I just I think I will. I like that film. Right. I want to. I I think I'm going to build up here. So let's talk about 65. So um, this is directed by the guys who wrote A Quiet Place. Can you tell I'm stalling because I forgot to set this up? Um, Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Yeah, Scott Beck and Brian Woods, uh, who wrote and directed this. And it stars Adam Driver, Ariana Greenblatt, Chloe Coleman and uh, Nika King. Those are the four people who are on screen in this film. Uh, and Nika King, maybe for about 20 seconds. So uh, <laughs> after a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, pilot Mills quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Now, with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the only other survivor, uh, survivor Koa, must fight, make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight to survive. Hmm. Epic. Um, Mark, 65. We don't usually do this. I'm going to ask a question to start off. Ooh. Do you think you had enough of a budget? Yes and no. Um, yes, I think he had enough of a budget. No, I don't think he had enough of the budget for the film that it wants to be. One, a real introspective fucking mopey movie about something that should be quite exciting. Th- that's the problem. Is It's think, done that because it doesn't have the money to be anything else. But I also don't think that the... Um, the, the directors have the imagination to do anything else than, than that. It, it, it does feel totally similar to something like A Quiet Place. Where it, it's mm. a lot of pensive looking at stuff. At one point I did think, shit, is Adam Driver just not going to speak at all? Oh, no, at least that's happening. The thingy about that, that the experience I had with it was, I like the fact that the, the, the fucking... The, the title card comes into the movie like 35 minutes into the fucking movie. Mm. I always like the balls of that. I like the fact that when that happened, my brain instantly went, oh, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. <laughs> but <laughs> that was Very more interesting than anything else that happened after it. I mean, the fact that the film has to have two separate expository title cards explain what is happening because i mean fair play because adam driver can't talk to the girl really because she doesn't understand him and there's no one else for him to talk to so the film has to explain what's happening somehow so just do a couple title cards 17 minutes apart wasn't 35 minutes mark i respect i respect your enthusiasm there it was 17 minutes 17 but the fact that there were there's an like explan- 35. It's explanatory. That's fine. You think what you think. The sky is red. Um, oh, no, no, it, I, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm not saying it was that. I'm saying it felt to me like it was 35 oh, minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Look, the fact that there is an explore, explanatory title card at the start that's just like there's this planet really, really far away and people live on it. And then 17 minutes later, but guess what? One of them's on Earth and there's dinosaurs. It just, I, I, I don't know. Can we, can we not just go? This guy lives on a planet that doesn't look like Earth. He's crash landed on another planet. 
there's dinosaurs, it's Earth. Do yeah, you actually fact, need title yeah. cards? Sorry. No. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it, it literally, you, you could have worked that out. The thing well. is, as well, what they could have done is just fucking left that, and then when the comet lands at the end, kills all the fucking dinosaurs, and then, like, over the credits, they show the Earth evolving to become Earth modern. That could have been like a, oh my fucking God, kind of moment. They could have left it alone. Yeah. Yeah, but they clearly they, they they clearly just fucking shot their load too quickly. You need to have faith it's, in your audience. It's but the, maybe they just didn't think anyone would fucking sit through it the till the end. Other bit that, that got me though was when he was trying to explain like the mountain thing to the kid. I'm looking at it going, that's a shit drawing. <laughs> you, there are better ways to do what you are doing. Do you know what would have been a better choice? What? Don't make her speak a completely different language. It did feel yeah, it was what all a stupid story choice when you've only got two characters. It did it, feel it, like a very high degree of difficulty, didn't it? Yeah, it, did, it, it? It felt a little bit like they like they went, Do you know what really works? Do you know what really works for us? What our vibe is? What if people can't actually talk to each other in these situations? Well, um I, I don't I don't want to raise alarm bells, but they wrote the boogeyman. They were great. Oh, um, did they? Uh, but I, 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 th- I think we'll be okay. And, and, and Bex, I mean, like, I mean, to be I fair, Stephen f- King wrote the Boogeyman, so we've got but, some yeah, good well, base. There, there, yeah, there is that. Um, Bex, I kind of, I, I feel like we, we already know what you, what you think. So, I, I don't know if we just want to kind of like put it into uh, wider discussion. Um, but I mean, were, were there any specific points that you wanted to kind of lead with here? No, not really. I, I, I finished it. I watched it today on my day off, wasted an hour and whatever it was of my time watching it. And it was just really fucking boring. And I sent you a message, didn't I, saying for a Fuck movie about you. a spaceman. <laughs> about a spaceman who crash lands on a mysterious planet where there's dinosaurs. That is a hell of an achievement for it to be as boring as it was. You actually sent me the uh, it's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. This feels so long. This film is again in my letter. It feels like a letterbox list I need to make of films where the lead actor would not have fucking starred in it if there wasn't COVID. Like this 100% is a film that Adam Driver is in because they were able to get it greenlit in a time where you had to be careful about having like large casts and crews and whatnot. And maybe the standard of stuff that was out there wasn't really up to snuff. No, um, no, I feel like I have some fucking self-respect. It, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Cause it, it was on the face of it. It was interesting. Adam driver <laughs> starring in an original sci-fi film. And then it just, fucking came and went and this is the thing i think we probably would have made the effort to go and see it whatever week it came out i think it was the same week as scream we we would have made the effort to see it if people were saying anything other than (laughs) but and 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 you just you understand why and the thing is i didn't hate it I, i i thought it ramped up okay in the end and i thought driver was good value and also it's short enough but my God, is this a film that just doesn't need to exist? Mm. My issue with the ending was I didn't care because they've not put in the the 
legwork in the rest of the movies to make me actually care about the characters. They just wander about, occasionally getting attacked by dinosaurs, which I also didn't care if they survived. Yeah. Do you know what? This film's really rubbed me up the wrong way. I do apologise for being so negative. Do you know what? I like Adam Driver as a screen presence and as an actor, and I just need him to start making better fucking choices with his films. Because that white noise wasn't very good. I really like white noise. I like white noise. Whatever. House of Gucci wasn't very good. really fun. Yeah, it was. I really like House of Gucci. Last Jewel, I still haven't made the effort to watch. It's great. It sounds fucking It's hard work. Annette is awful. Can't really count the Star Wars movies, but he's fucking great in them. Marriage Story is fucking weird. And then you're back to the Dead Don't Die, which I absolutely adore, but I don't think he's... Go fuck uh, yourself. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the one that you've mentioned that I don't like. I like it. Even though the thing is, I went to see that film because I was too late for the fucking Kubrick exhibition at uh, the V&A in London. And um, I then spent £20 on a ticket and a drink at Everyman and was, no, Curzon, and was fucked off. So I was in a bad mood. I'd maybe give it another go at some point. It is fun. Ah, life's too short. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so... Yeah, I I, I I feel like we're maybe done on 65. I wasn't anticipating a, lot, a long discussion, if I'm honest. Yeah, it, it's um, just a bit dull, really. There we are. Um, a touching cloth. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it, 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 it's shit, but I just think it's a bit dull, so I think I'm going to go touching cloth as well. Bex is full on shit, come on. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. Uh, our audience poll, 40% definitely not shit, 40% touching cloth, and 20% shit. Divisive. Hmm. Weirdly so. CS3P Combat. Player one. Choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I've ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? Right. Okay. Uh, Mark Bax, you kind of do your own thing in terms of organisation of what you've been up to, so I'll, I'll leave it to you guys. What have you been up to, Bax? What have I been up to? 
Have I done anything else other than watch films? Well, shall I do mine? Go on then. I, I, I... Took a bullet, didn't you? I took the bullet. Oh, what did you do? For us all. And I watched... Because I thought we were... Oh, right. yeah. Sorry, I just remembered <laughs> what this was. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I watched The Mother. Um, the the Jailer um, is a badass movie. Um, also, we worked out, didn't we, Vex, that I have seen all but one Jailer movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to watch that at some point. Oh, God. Um, so I'll, I'll go through what the mother is about. Released uh, by the way, landed Mother's Day weekend in the US. <laughs> Where to go, Netflix? Um, so Jennifer Love plays Pay is the mother, um, and she's literally just called the mother within the film, right? And so what happens is she's kind of been interrogated at an FBI safe house. Right, mm-hmm. where she's got to give up um, these two guys who are from like rival, um, like one's a cartel boss and the other one is an ex rogue um, FBI trainer, military trainer, right? And she's having a kid, and the kid might be either of theirs because she was having an affair with both of them, right? Uh, and she keeps she keeps saying, I'm not signing this, I'm not signing this till I get all this protection stuff, I'm not signing this, this place isn't safe, I know it's safe, and the FBI guys, they're going, fuck you, it's fucking safe, and she's going, no, it's not, and they're going, no, it fucking is, fuck you, you're just fucking about, and she's going, no, it's not safe, and they're going, fuck, and it literally goes on like that for way too long, <laughs> and then do you know what, because she's like, they're going, I mean, it's not safe, is it? Um, like, just they both get shot in the head. Wow. And then, fucking, what would you have it? Turns out, once safe. And the, like, one of the guys who is played by Joseph Fiennes, right? <laughs> fucking turns up. And that's when you find out, oh, my God, she's pregnant. And then Joseph Fiennes stabs her in the okay. pregnant belly. Bloody hell. And you're like, oh, fucking hell, Joseph Fiennes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then just like she goes like from there on she gives up the kid because the kid gets born. She gives up the kid and goes into hiding. Um, and this FBI dude says to her, "I will, I will send you a birthday card and a picture from her every year on her birthday to let you know she's all right." And she's like, "All right." And if you ever receive something that's not on her birthday, you'll know something's wrong. Right? Yeah. Would you have it? Twelve years later, she gets a card not on her birthday Whoa. saying meet in this place. So she just fucking goes off and goes rogue. Wow. The issue with this film is one, it's really boring. Yeah. Two, there is one point, right? Now the thing is, Jennifer Lopez looks physically, and I explained this to you next, like physically, like she could do this shit. Mm. She could like do a lot of the things that she's doing. There's an on-the-foot chase, because they're always in these movies, Yeah. right, through Cuba, it is. <laughs> and not the entire length of the country, because that would have been way too long. It's a small borough in Cuba. Um, a borough? Yeah. Like a rabbit A, a barrier, yeah. Um, what do you mean, a borough? Yeah. 
I, I, I got it from Borrow, to be fair. I, um, I, I, I feel yeah, like I take the piss out of the way he says things a lot, so I need to kind of back him up there. I got what he meant. So, no, you can't so, let him get away with this shit, Ian. So she's, <laughs> ch- like, she's chasing this guy. This guy does not look like he can do this. Like, <laughs> at all. At all. So the chase is really slow because this guy looks like if he ran 60 yards, he would like, he would die. And he's having to run really fast through like all like the hooking back streets of Cuba. Jayla looks like she could do this. Mm. However, what happens is you get fucking face on Jayla running from the back. Jayla running clearly. Jayla stunt double that looks nothing like Jayla. And then it'll cut to a shot of the face bit, and you go, "Oh, it's Jayla running." Wait a minute, no, that's not fucking Jayla. And it's constantly like that throughout the bits. So you've got this guy running really slowly. <laughs> and then you've got this fucking super Does he look like he's really trying, though? He looks like he's fucking knackered. Does Jayla look like she's doing that pretend slow motion that running thing? No, she, she looks like she's got this really intense face and she's running really intensely. And then it just cuts to, like, this fucking really skinny scunt double they've got for her that is just, like, from the back with a really bad wig that's kind of on its side. <laughs> and it, honestly, it is almost comical how bad it is. Oh, and it's not supposed to be that bad. And then there's a scene where she's, like, interrogating, like, this guy and she keeps punching him in the face. And the the, the FBI dude who's been, like, helping her out is there going, oh, you won't like her when she's angry. And it's like, she looks fucking tight. She looks really angry right now. She keeps punching him in the face. <laughs> I think J-Lo can pull off a lot. I, I think she can pull off a lot of things. Aggressive is just not one of them. <laughs> it just, it's so funny. And it's not supposed to be. And it's worse because you've then got Joseph Fiennes turning up, trying to act really fucking tough. And like intimidating, and you just watched it going, nah, nah. no, no. <laughs> Show me Joseph Fine. No, fuck off, Shakespeare. You don't look. Like, you do not I look like you that are. Dude. Yeah. Oh no. It's like yeah. No, he doesn't look intimidating. No, no, your brother can do intimidating. Mm. You can't. No. And it is. It's it's comical. It's it's not very good for mother. I'm really glad I didn't watch it. And also as well, do you know what? I, I would suggest people watch it for how just quite funny it is at points. If it was 90 minutes long, mm. it is two hours long. And it is, it literally is, they go from place to place, J-Lo chases after somebody, catches them, punches them loads to get them more information to then run to another place. Cool. Yeah, it's not, it's not very good. Uh, I'll I'll continue with my what I've been watching. Uh, I've only got one more, but it is this week's Dash Mihawk, We Hardly Knew Her. (laughs) Yep, great, great. Only got to one this week. I was a little bit disappointed in myself. Uh, But what a film. What a film did I watch. What is it? So I watched, because he's in it, Dash Mihawk, he plays a guy called Soap. I rewatched Punisher Warzone. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Good call. Right. What a fucking treat this movie is. I don't think I've seen this. Oh, you will love it. <laughs> Genuinely, it is. 
it is just obscenely violent. Oh, lovely. I do like a violent movie. Like, like Ray Stevenson as the Punisher, who happens to both at the same time be brilliant as the Punisher and just terrible as the Punisher <laughs> at, the, at exactly the same time. You can be mid-scene watching him and going, fuck, Ray, Ray Stevenson does a good job of the Punisher. Ray Stevenson should not be the Punisher. He's not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A bit where he literally, he punched the guy so hard that his face goes straight, his hand goes straight through his face. Oh, wow. Straight through his fucking face. Yeah. Um, that possibly a paedophile um, who was in, um, who played Percy Whitmore in um, Green Mile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he plays one of the bad guys called Looney Bin Jim. Excellent. Uh, Excellent who at one point because um, Dominic West, um, who plays Jigsaw, the the bad guy of the of the film, uh, I'm building up to Dash. Don't worry. Uh, Jigsaw like Jigsaw. No, I like Jigsaw. He's called Jigsaw because his face is all mangled. He um, does like to play a yeah. game though. Yeah. <laughs> It would be better. Um, so, yeah, he, he plays Jigsaw. Um, and so that Jigsaw will never have to look at himself in a mirror again, uh, Looney Bin Jim just constantly keeps... And there's ever a mirror nearby. He just smashed it by throwing himself into it. <laughs> it's bonkers, is this movie. But Dash Mihot plays Soap. Um who is a detective who is the head of the Punisher task force, um, but like, he can never catch the Punisher. Like He's just really fucking bad at it. So it, he's like this running joke that he's like obsessed with the Punisher, but he's the only cop who's never actually seen the Punisher. Um, and so it, it's constantly, that's the running joke throughout the, the movie. But what would you have it? Turns out, He's actually friends with the Punisher and he's working uh, in cahoots with him. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> Punisher Warzone. Um, I, I had a fucking great time with this. It's, it's stupidly violent. Uh, I, I genuinely bet I think you'd love it. I'll give it a go. Yeah. I'm fairly certain it came out around the time, the same time as something else that was quite similar mm. that kind of stole a lot of its limelight. Mm. Uh, but it's it's a good time. It is a yeah, what's that weird one called that Marky Mark Wahlberg's in? Max Payne. Yeah. Max Payne, yeah. But yeah, uh, watch the. Everyone should go watch the Punisher Warzone for two reasons. One, it's fun. Two, Dash Me Hawk. <laughs> Fair play. I have literally got four other Dash Me Hot films currently downloaded on my iPad to watch during lunches. Which ones? What? Which I'm not going to fucking tell you all that. Okay. okay. Ruin the surprise. Yeah, would you? Yeah. Uh, so what have you been watching, Bex? And that would be the <laughs> one that we watched together that wasn't a feature review film. Have you oh, already yeah. forgotten it? <laughs> I was like, shit, what was that? What was that? <laughs> Bex was there, literally looking at the Wikipedia for the film that has a poster of, of the film, like with this perplexed look of, I didn't watch that. Not only did, not only did Bex watch it, you suggested I it. I suggested it, I did, yeah. 
Um, I mean, you actually wrote it, so (laughs) I'm very surprised. Um, Okay, so an unreasonable amount of my time over the last week has been spent repotting houseplants from small pots into larger pots. But I have managed to get some films in. So, when did we record the 10th? Okay, yes. So, um, I have watched... Um, oh, so I rewatched Spider-Man. Did you? Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah. All right. Random. Well, I saw some random gif of Andrew Garfield and thought, I like Andrew Garfield. I'll watch Spider-Man No Way Home if it's on anything. And it is, it's on Sky, so. Um, it's really fucking good, is Spider-Man. The, new, the, 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 the No Way Home thingy. The... the emotional depth of having all three of them together it's like they're, they're all so fucking emo <laughs> especially andrew garfield and then toby Maguire's there just looking like real old he's almost all kind of worked out quite well isn't he yeah he's with his mj and just living his life isn't he so yeah. um yeah and then he's like to andrew garfield you know things do get better blah, blah, blah. and it's all just very it is very emotional um and it's real fucking sad at the end when they just don't remember him. Um, but yeah, we we spoke at length about that when it came out, so I won't I won't belabor the point. Um, oh, I watched a really weird one this day, but I'll get to that in a second. So I also rewatched Anastasia. I haven't seen Anastasia in fucking years, like years. Um, but it's like um, gosh, what's he called? Smut Bloom. The man who did the things. <laughs> Don Bluth. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's a him film. The man who did the things was the key for me remembering him. <laughs> that was pretty impressive, that. That was really good, to be fair. That's almost as impressive as, 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 as me recognising that you were watching Anastasia when I came in. It was paused. And it was just like a foot. And it was, it was a foot. And I oh, thought, that's pretty good, actually. That's uh, way more impressive. <laughs> and I, and I, are you watching him? Bex just kind of went... There's no way you can get it from this. It's like, watch it, Anastasia. <laughs> so, yeah, Don Bluth's made some absolute fucking bangers. Um, some of which are among my favourite animated movies, but I've only ever watched Anastasia once before. Um, and, yeah, and I saw it was on, it's on Disney+. Plus. Mm. So I was like, do you know what, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it. It's really good. Like, and it's really... Mm. I think it's when they trusted kids to be able to follow more complex storylines. I mean, a little stupid idea. That. No, but it's it gives you a more well-rounded film and it gives you a more well-rounded fucking kid that can watch something longer than a TikTok video. Um, so, yeah, just just really enjoyable and beautiful to look at. As it all is a very good-looking movie, yeah. Um, but yeah, the voice casts kind of. I was, I, I was watching it and the bit at the beginning where it's her and her dad talking and she's talking to her grandma and I was like, right, I recognise both young Anastasia and the grandma's voices. It's Angela fucking Lansbring, Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> and then she somehow turns into Meg Ryan, but she doesn't sound like Meg Ryan. That's... Does she still sound like Kirsten Dunst? A little bit. So it's mm. Meg Ryan doing an impression of Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. And Meg Ryan that sounds like Kirsten Dunst. 
<laughs> yeah. Mm. That's, a, that's a weird kink. We don't know if it's you we needed. Mm. <laughs> and John Cusack just sounds like John Cusack, so that's that's fine. But he um, looks like Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's the kicker. That's what it is. Mm. Um so then when we were talking before we went on holiday, you'd watched some random anime movie. Me? No, Ian. Um Oh, uh, Susumi. Yeah, and then you rent- mentioned about another one that was on, on Netflix. So I favourited that and another one that was by like the same people called yep. A Whisker Away. Uh, yeah, okay. I haven't seen this, but yeah. All right, well, I'm not going to give too much away then. There's some real weird cat shit going on. Not cat shit. That's it. That's it. Cat- like horny cat shit. No, well... <laughs> A little bit. Right. Watch it. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, horny cat shit. I've got well, to no, be no, honest. No. no, no, it's not like it's not like super horny, but there's this. Okay, so this girl. <laughs> but there's this cat, honey fucks. <laughs> <laughs> this girl has a crush on this boy. Yeah. But he's not interested in her. But right. she's got a mask that can turn her into a cat. And he's real. He really likes the cat. No, you know, on a cat this. level. How much? Not on a sexual level, but on a on a on a cat level. But then her memories start getting mixed up. So like when he's stroking <laughs> the cat, <laughs> yeah. she then re-remembers it as him like stroking her hair and stuff. Right. It's right. just real fucking weird, really weird. But then she she decides that a life shit, and she says. Like, oh, I don't, I don't like my human life anymore. I'd rather just stay a cat. And then this real fat cat that initially gave her the mask comes and goes, ha ha ha! You said it. Now I get to take your face. So that he sells cat masks to people that want to be cats. Great. And people masks to cats that want to be people. Sounds good. Um, and so then he resells her face that's fallen off because she's decided to stay a cat to her stepmother's cat who then is posing as her but obviously still living in the same house of course but then she decides she doesn't want to be a cat because she hears the guy that she's got a crush on like being real sad about the fact that she's gone missing oh this is before the, the face has been resold so for a period there she's missing yeah and he's real sad about it and he's like joining in on like search expeditions to try and find her so then she's like oh actually maybe my life wasn't so shit after all because this boy wants me now and then she wants to oh it's very confusing so um, then they go to like a cat world where the people that used to be people and are now cats they all live in this this weird place with the big fat cat but so then she's going to him to try and get her face back. But then they she she ends up leading like some kind of revolt because these other people that also got tricked into being cats, they're real angry with the fat guy as well. But then the cat that turned into her really misses being this stepmother's cat. And then they swap back. You went from talking you work to say too much to say an awful lot there. Because he said he wasn't going to watch it. No, and that's... I don't know. But now, I am intrigued. Do I've watch it. I've got to say, 
it's really got, weird. I, I can't see it having any link to the guy who wrote and directed Suzumi or your name. Oh, I think it was just because it came up as a, if you like this, you will right. also like this recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Watch your name if you can find it anywhere. Like Suzumi will probably be about at some point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, Suzumi's got like a character that's turned into a child's chair. Um, and it and, and by an evil cat. Um, uh, so you know, it, it doesn't sound that dissimilar. Was it yeah. good? Yeah. That's the thing with these films. They've got these fucking batshit premises that just sound like the ramblings of an insane person when you're talking about them. But when you're watching them in the moment, they're quite charming. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it was fucking weird and it, at points fairly difficult to follow, but it really enjoyable. Yeah, 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 I can see that. So, yeah. Um, and then... Oh, so I continued my Conjuring Universe rewatch. Hell watched, yeah. Watched The Nun. Bex, just to say, when I don't reply to your messages, it's because you send them at one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I I appreciate that. I do. It's because it just comes to me while I'm watching them because I say. Yeah, it fair, fair enough. It just I I I I, I, I like f- looked at myself the other day and went oh, I forgot to reply to Becky. And I'll be honest, I was like I'm not gonna feel that bad about it because I literally would have watched it at like half six, had like seen it at half six in the morning, just when I've woken up. And being like, right, Bex texts me at one in the morning saying something about the girl from right. I mean, let, let's let's read let's read some. Uh, <laughs> nine past midnight. Some real. She's everything. He's just Ken. Energy going on in the nun. Poor Frenchie. I also feel like our generation would make much better exorcists. We'd be like, oh hey, past trauma. Thought we weren't catching up till Thursday. How you been? Which is a fantastic message. And I feel bad for not replying. But also, those are the ramblings of an insane person. <laughs> because it's very late. Continue. It's just, it's just when I watch movies. It's but great. it has got, it has got, she's everything, he's just Ken Energy going on. Because it is all about Tysa Farmiga's character. And Frenchie's just there and he just shows up, tries to save her a bit, gets hurt. Passes out, and then she's in peril a bit further down the line. He turns up, he tries to help her, he gets hurt, and he passes out. Like, and like he's really trying, and he's obviously heavy keen for her, but he's not very useful. A bit like Ken. And also, exorcists in movies are always brought down by their fucking, like weird shit that's going on in their heads whereas i think our generation are very much more in touch with that we just acknowledge it and go oh my god do you know what really fucked no. me up yeah but the pope's exorcist just like brings that shit up and then it explodes into just like in a massive explosion of blood <laughs> uh, yeah but anyway yeah so i stand by both those messages the nun itself is not a very good film though no it's not it's no it's not it's really not <laughs> it's a bit shit <laughs> Oh man! You got cursed, Lalorana. 
next. Oh no, that's why I'm putting it off. I was like, oh, I really should before I start my fast rewatch. I really should do the Curse of La Llorona and just box off before that. Before you start your right, well, how many fast films are you gonna rewatch? All of them and Hobson and, Shaw. And you're watching Fast X when? Well, we haven't worked that out, have we? Monday, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I'm three in. That's ten fucking films. Yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm I'm on Tokyo Drift right now. Not right now. Oh, so you've started it. All right, that makes me oh, feel yeah, slightly yeah. better. So that's, that's I mean, what I was saying. I, I, was, I was like, oh, I really should box off Curse of Lallorona before I start on the fast movies. And I was like, but it's shit. It's just so uh, bad. Okay, so then you, yeah. Okay. So then I just no, jumped in. It just, movies. spoilers, I did some fast rewatching, but I didn't go from part one again. Oh, okay. I just really like part one for the fact that it's just like, the escalation in this franchise is wild. Oh, yeah. It is absolutely wild. They're just street racers that occasionally do some fucking crime crime and steal some DVD players. <laughs> yeah. And and then it just it goes bonkers. But I also so I've watched one, two and about half of three. And I, and I just love how unrelated and unfocused they are. Like it's that. It's it's like at the start of like when Marvel started making movies and they were just kind of finding their feet and working out what direction they were going to go in. It's got that same kind of vibe to it. So like part one is part one. It is what it is. Everyone knows what Fast and Furious is about. And then part two is like Brian's back, but there's no Dominic Toretto. Then Roman's there and they do a thing. And Ava Mendes is there randomly looking like... Oddly, way more grown up than everyone else in the movie. Yes. Um, yep. That was that was the time where her face was the biggest. Bless her. Oh, she is a beautiful woman, though. God, that's a very specific up. comment about Eva Mendes. Oh, fuck, I need to unpack that. Say that again. It, but her face wasn't the biggest. She's got a big face in Fast and Furious. She she does a bit in Fast and Furious. It's a really big face. You look at her going. It's a lot of face on your head. Hang on. Really she, me. She's in Fast and Furious. Two, yeah. Two, yeah. Two Fast and... No, no, because there's another film. There's a... Diff, the fourth one is called Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's Too Fast, Too Furious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, okay. Her face is too big in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, she's got a real... She's got a big face. A lot of features on there though to fit it's, in. It, it's a busy big face. Yeah, she has got When does face. she stop having a big face? She hasn't really, but it was a I'm big feeling face. very, very, very troubled by this remark. Eva Mendes has got too much face. Yeah, she's got a really big face. What, like she her eyes really. are kind of like like bulging out to like the side of her face? No, she's just, she just, she just got a really big face. I don't think she does. She does. So no, no, hang on. So she's got too much skin for two little eyes, nose, and mouth. No, just she's got she's got a really her face takes up just a, a weird proportion of her head. What? Hang on, I need to go even. It's a lot of face. So what's the complaint that there's not enough like? It's just a there's a lot of face going on. She features. almost looks a little bit like a brat's doll. What? Look at that. No, you need to show me what you're looking at right now, because Eva Mendes has a perfectly, uh, I mean, better than fine face. I'm not saying 
that she's not an attractive person. It's just she's a big old face. It really isn't, though. In what Especially way? Especially in the picture that you've just highlighted. That's a big, big face. It's not a big face. Mark, it's a perfectly reasonable face. face. I... Mark, that's a perfectly fine face. It's just at an angle, so her eyebrow looks like it's close to the end of her face. That's a big old face. Ava Mendes is a big face. Mark, that photo she has does. taken face on. That's all it is. No, just in general. No, just in general. It is, a, it is a thing that he highlights about her all the time, and I'm like, no. You've got a weird complaint about Rosario Dawson as well, haven't you? Well, but we won't go into that. Oh, it's a batter downstairs, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I just got to say, this is very, very close to the Father Ted Dougal thing of like, oh, the, the 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 sheep look small <laughs> over there because they're far away. There's a bit of that to this. It's if you just looked at Eva Mendes head on, you'd be like, oh yeah, that works. And well, then the minute it goes a degree to the left or the right, you're like, nah, that ain't right. I mean, I can see why, like at this point here, why you might have that complaint because there's a lot of makeup. It's not. Making... No, it's not that. She's just got a big face. She doesn't. Mark. There's there's not enough evidence other than she's <laughs> got a big face. Just saying, she's got a big face. Look, Mark, all you're doing, and if this is a bit you need to tell me now, all you're doing is saying she's got a big face, and I'm wondering whether I need to Google if that's a sign of a stroke. I just, well, if, if it is, it's been going on for the last, like, ten years. Right, OK, all right, fair enough. It always seemed to me like she's got a really big face. All right, I'm just, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm glad Becky's on my side, and I don't feel like I'm fucking insane. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a Mark problem. All right. So yeah, too fast, too furious. All the Brian, Incredible. none of Incredible the Dom. Incredible seg- tangent. Sorry. <laughs> All Brian, no Dom. So they were clearly at, at two, thinking oh, this is gonna be Brian's franchise. Well, he was off doing. Was it Chronicles of Riddick? Stop interrupting me. Sorry. Yep. And then Tokyo Drift, like, in the context of of where it is now, you could watch these movies and go, oh, it was all mapped out because number two brings Roman in and number three brings Han in. And I, it doesn't feel like it that when you watch them. It was all part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just does not feel like that when you're watching them because they are clearly... The, they're fucking. They're riding along. They're galloping away. The bridle's broken. The fucking saddle's falling off. Like it's. They're just fucking. They're building the track as they go. Are they? And number three is just like. Oh yeah, we've had these two movies come out, and they, you know, I, I assume they were quite well received. And given that there's now ten of them. Uh, uh, two less so than one. Did you reckon they made two and they were uh, like, three? Not at all. Everyone was surprised that a three was close to direct to video. Like that, yeah. it was, and uh, you know, minutia time. Vin Diesel agreed to be in the post credits for Tokyo Drift so he could get the rights to Riddick back. That's the yeah. only reason why he yeah. is in the post credits of three, and then he just fucking takes the ball and runs and just makes the chronicles of riddick that film does fucking shit yeah. and he's like oh fuck and then goes back to fast and furious but the good thing unlike the rock he's like he's just doubled down he's like right this is my shit 
this is me now. I'm not going to get ideas above my station. Let's go. This is me. The Rock, he fucks off because he thinks he's going to be DC's new guy. And then Black Adam just is an advertisement for why James Gunn apparently is should be the co-CEO of DC. <laughs> and now he's coming and running back like the little bitch that he is. Yeah, running back the buzz of Uncle Ben. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so on on, on a rewatch, you, you're watching it and you, you're doing the Leonardo DiCaprio meme of pointing at the TV because Han... Oh my god, it's Han! But like at the time, nobody that was in either of the other movies is in this movie. Nope. Except nope. for Uncle Vin at the end. Right at the end. Yeah, I do like the fact they brought Lucas back. Uh, Lucas Black back. Uh, for looking old <laughs> yeah, as look, shit. <laughs> looking like looking like <laughs> literally like he has had the hardest paper round anyone's had. Hang on, so we're they, in. in fa- Fast Seven. See, this is why I'm doing a full rewatch. You don't need to because you know all this shit, but there's so much fucking... Oh, my God, it's that guy from number one. It's that guy from number three in these movies that I need to know who the fuck people are. Bex, after you talk about the Fast films, I need to just interject with some what I've been watching because they're linked. Yep. (laughs) Interlinked. (laughs) Interlinked. Whenever I watch anything, like when I was watching the Contra movies the other day, anything, any time that something happened that was like linked to one of the other Contra movies, my brain just did Ryan Gosling voice of interlinked. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking irritating as fuck how much that movie, that, that bit of that movie has got in my head. Anyway, that's me done on Fast and Furious. Tokyo Drift, halfway through. So, fucking banger. So, Welcome home to the franchise. <laughs> this week I watched Fast 7, 8 and 9. So I just and you know, Bex, do you have anything else? Because we'll bounce back after. I just feel like it segues nicely. Uh, no, I think that's me done. Apart from the we have all we watched together, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Evidently, I don't remember. Did we're, log. We're gonna go all over the fucking place because I completely forgot that we we're also reviewing the score. So we're gonna be reviewing the score in a bit as well. So strap in. I kind of thought like holy shit it's gonna be a short show no it's not so right so fast seven yes lucas black is back in it they do the scene from the end of three where it's like oh yeah somebody wants to race they say they knew harm and then it cuts and lucas black despite the fact that this is after a race with dom has obviously aged at least a decade which says to me (laughs) That having a race against Dominic Toretto is so intense that it ages you. And I actually think that if you asked Vin Diesel what the reason was that he looked older, that is what he would say. (laughs) So, yes, Lucas Black looks fucking rough. Like when when it's compared to Tokyo Drift, it's unfair. Put some more makeup on the dude. De-age him. He's only in one scene. It's not going to cost that much. Just do something. It is, and by the time you get to Fast 9, he turns up again. It's like, he was the hot young lead in Fast 3? What? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it, it's something. So, Fast 7. And obviously, Becky's going to talk about this next week anyway. So, I, I'll, I'll go quickly. But Fast 7 is great. James Wan has got some directorial flourishes in that, which are lovely. The old 
camera for like someone picking someone up and then throwing them on the ground and the camera following it that he also does in like malignant and stuff it's all there it's a great bit where vin diesel starts um chasing jason statham in a car after the funeral where there's just no music and it's all just engines and that was a yes. proper james one beat but then also uh, uh toretto and statham and and, and uh shaw uh, play chicken with each other twice in this film and in both times they just smash cars into each other it's incredible <laughs> um fucking rules um you know it, it i i for me so far this is the apex of the franchise it's got and especially when you were watching these films in the time it was made i i, I feel like pe- kids who didn't watch it then who are kind of discovering them now i feel like Without the context of Paul Walker's death actually being quite a big deal at the time, I'm not sure how it would work. But because I've got that context, I can say subjectively it's the best film in the franchise because it's got fantastic action. It's got a really propulsive plot. Jason Statham is a fantastic villain and it's got the stuff at the end. Though I will say... I was watching this the other day and Donna comes in and, and I was like, and she was like, what are you watching? Oh, Fast 7. She was like, is that the one with Paul Walker Gollum eyes? And I was like, yeah, that's the one. Because basically whenever it's CG Paul Walker, the eyes just fucking look like Gollum. Um, they they didn't. Weird, yeah. yeah, they didn't have eyes down in, in 2015. They kind of do now. Uh, I, I, if there is going to be CG Paul Walker in Fast X or the next one or the next one, if there is another one, I kind of feel like it's going to be just fucking eerily good. So we'll we'll, we'll see what comes of that. Um, but yeah, Fast 7. Fast 8, I'm not as down on Fast 8 as a lot of people are, but it is a step down. It is soap opera. I think 7 has such a high bar. It, 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 it is, but also the thing that I've really noticed in Fast 8 and 9 is how much they do miss Paul Walker. Because while you've got the team, you haven't got Paul Walker, like, appreciating... Like, there's the scene in du- uh, Dubai where they they have to steal that car and, like, uh, drive between the skyscrapers. And Paul Walker is just looking at it. It's like, V, blah, blah, blah. It does... Blah, 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 blah. It's so powerful. And Vin Diesel is obviously just really enjoying this fucking car nerd going off. You know, and it, it that relationship between the two, he just... He doesn't have that other alpha. Because Paul Walker is an alpha in those films. Yeah. And he doesn't have it because Tyrese is like Beta who thinks he's Alpha. Ludacris is Beta who's kind of the Alpha of the Betas. And he, he, and then you've got The Rock who's just like, fuck you. You know, and, and, and that's it, all it, you've it got. The most sexless Alpha that's existed. Yeah, no, it, it, yes, exactly. Like him and uh, sexual chemistry with Vanessa Kirby feels like a fantastic scientific experiment, not something... Yeah, that feels natural, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, those two cannot fuck. That's not actually po- like that. The, the dick is going to get stuck by something before it's able to enter Kirby. Uh, it just it, it's not going to. Yeah. 
How... I, I, I think it's I think I think it's more that when that when when Hobbs' trousers come down, it's just it's just he's a eunuch. Yeah, it's a nubbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, the Fast and Furious, it's a little bit so opery. I like Charlize Theron. I think she she gives good bad guy. She sells that shit and killing Elsa pa- Pataki is like, oh shit, that's something that actually has stakes. Um, you know, they do neuter Jason Statham, and that's a shame. But he also gets that sequence in the airplane where he's doing all the ass kicking while um the, the the baby's got the earmuffs on. It's good stuff. Fast Nine. I'm growing to be okay with Fast 9, even though it is just, again, soap opery. The whole thing where he's in the water and he's, like, thinking about the past is absolute bullshit. And the fact that he's talking about how he forgives John Cena at the end, where it's like, you didn't even let him explain. It was just like, right, I'm out of prison. We're going to have a race. If you lose, you fuck off forever. Doesn't even let his fucking brother have a word. And at the end, it's like... I forgive you. Fuck off. Like, no. (laughs) Absolute bullshit. Um, But it's some fun action. They go to space. I'm glad they got that out of their system because it kind of feels like it's now like, okay, Fast X can be silly, but they don't have to go to space because we've done it. But they've done space now. Yeah, yeah. So there we are. Um, Anyway, what... It's Fast Must Eve, basically, on, on the film Bastards. So it's been some bumper-sized film, uh, 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 Fast X. So, uh, back to specs and Mark. So we... I mean, Bex, you just forgot we actually watched this. But you suggested it, so you can, you can lead in. Oh, no, I don't want to. Well, I, I saw on Netflix a Keanu Reeves movie that I'd never heard of and never seen. So I just added it to the watch list and just decided to suggest it didn't I? Yeah. Um, called The Whole Truth. Yeah, 2016. And we like a legal thriller. We do like a legal thriller, yes. Yeah. Um, and Renee Zellweger is there. Yeah. But not with a real face, with a plastic mask. Yeah, and Jim Belushi's there. And what's the name of that guy? The kid. Jacob Tremblay. Gabriel Basso. Uh, uh, who was in something else? It's obviously not Jacob Tremblay. Rebecca. Oh, I was J.D. Vance in the Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, gross. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, remember that film that happened? <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, that everybody in it just doesn't want you to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the story of the whole truth is he's got to defend um, a. 17-year-old boy who's been tried as an adult because the 17-year-old boy has murdered his father. Well, it was found with a knife over the body of his father. Of his father. Assuming that he's killed him. Yes, he has actually confessed to killing him. Um, But he is not talking to Keanu Reeves at all, is he? Or anyone. Or anyone at all. But Keanu Reeves knows him and knows the family, doesn't he? Yeah, so the man who's died, the kid's dad was Keanu Reeves's like mentor, mentor yeah. when he was coming up as a lawyer. Jim and Belushi. The kid is also looking Wants to, to go into law. Yeah. Yeah. And then Renee Zellweger is the mother. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not talking. Why don't I remember anything about this film? I don't know. Like, I should wait weird now. Uh, but yeah, so it's. The, the I remember one... the, like, the outcome, the reveal. Yeah. 
the one weird thing that I thought about this film was it's a very light film. Like in terms of it's, everything's in bright daylight. <laughs> There's nothing that happens in the shadows. It's all just out there. Um, but as well, like Jim Belushi just plays a prick. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really flimsy in the story. And then when you get like the the ending uh, for it, and we're all supposed to science, so I'm going to spoil it because it's you know it's not that good, is it? Let's be honest. No, we're not recommending it. Is it turns out that the kid doesn't actually uh, kill his dad. Mm. Uh, it uh, actually turns out that Keanu Reeves <laughs> has killed <laughs> his dad because he was having an affair with Renée Zellweger, the mother uh, of the kid, um, and the kid is kind of just all right with it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's like all right with it. But Keanu Reeves doesn't know that he knew that it was him all along. Keanu Reeves' character thought that he, that the kid thought that it was his mum who killed it and he was just protecting his mum. And all of that story happens in literally like a minute, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of build-up and then... Got all this build-up and you're going, ah, oh, and then all of a sudden you've got, like, this kid's like been drawing something. Um, like during the trial and Keanu Reeves like looks at it and goes what's that and he's like oh it's your watch that I found on the floor next to the body (laughs) (laughs) and then then it's just like wow (laughs) it's a mess actually this movie isn't it yeah yeah turns out one of the reasons why they used that that he he killed his dad was because his dad was basically sexually abusing him Mm. which you still don't know if that's true or not Mm. by the end of the movie yeah not a great one that one not a great one no no that's it that's all I've done this week okay so let's talk about the score yes directed by Frank Oz Miss Piggy (laughs) yep as Marlon Brando referred to him uh, starring Robert De Niro, Edward Norton, Angela Bassett, and Marlon Brando. So, uh, yeah, we kind of mentioned it in passing last week. We're like, right, fuck it, let's let's review this. And uh, yeah, I. It's just one of those they don't make them like they used to films, really, isn't it? It is. It's the thing is, I remember the score because um, it it was one of like the first movies that I followed from like it getting announced. Yeah, it was billed as like three actors of different generations that are all the greatest of their generation, kind of thing, wasn't it? It, Yeah, we had the Brando, then the De Niro, and then you had the the newcomer in in Ed Norton. You know, off the back of always meant to be the new De Niro. Yeah, and it was it was off the back of you know him bursting the scene with Primal Fear, and then really fucking making like a name for himself in an acting sense with American History X. I've still not rewatched that. Um, and it was it I I, it was one of those where I I was very excited about it coming out. I remember. I remember. Um, and yeah, it's the thing is, it's just a really good heist film it's just a really good solid heist film that you get that like you said it, it, it's 
it, it's kind of not held back as much, but it, it, it's at the cusp of um, just like 2001. So it's not quite like Swordfish, where it's obviously a naughty's movie. Mm. Um, and but it, it's kind of got a little bit more machine to it than some of like the 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 nineties uh, ones that you got. Like they were all very good. It has like a nineties aesthetic, but with a polish. A yeah. Naughty's polish. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a it's got a different kind of hue to it. <laughs> there. Um, and yeah, and you have. Um, Brando just turning up and just being really fun. <laughs> Everything yeah. is in um, within it, and yeah, um, Norton's great in it. De Niro's doing really just fun work as well. It's just a really good heist movie. I really, it, I was worried when it went down. Just thought, what happens if it hasn't held up? Mm. And it was just like the, it was the shiny new thing of the time. Oh, you still get that. I mean, the thing is, even though you know what's coming, even though you know what Edward Norton's got in his bag, when his fucking uppence comes and he opens it and he opens yeah. that, you're like, ha fuck you, Norton. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's, like, I suppose it's kind of obvious that yeah. that's going to happen, but you, it has built it up where he's such a shit. And, like, the key thing is that whole thing where he's just making De Niro wait while he's like hanging up there and ju- just making him wait. And he doesn't have to do that. No, he's just literally it. doing that to be a prick. Yeah. Like, you know, it would make no difference if it just all went swimmingly. And then, you know, and then he still does the same thing. He's doing it to be a dickhead. Mm. So, you know, it just, that's the thing that really just pushed it over the edge of, I know he's going to get fucked, but God, that's going to be satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. it, it there's, there's that element to it. Same to you, didn't I? When, when we watched it, I said, for, for such a low energy, fucking low speed heist scene, it's really fucking tense. Like the bit mm. with the, the actual heist is just like, he's hanging there for ages. He's hanging there. He's hanging there. He drops down, he fills it with water. Like, there's not an awful lot of exciting shit that goes on there. No, it, it, but it's, it's still real, like, edgy of seat stuff. It, it, it's the simplicity yeah. of it. And the, the fact that you've got earlier on where he shows him, the, what is it, he's like, there's no way this will work. He's like, it's physics, it'll work. Mm. And it does. It's just, it's just, it, it's a really well done little sequence. Mm. And yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, the thing is, it, it, it is essentially, it's the, the Mentos in the Coke. Yeah. Like yeah. and it, it it kind of visualizes it that way. It's like oh yeah, all right, that that does track. Yeah, sure. And it's the the fact that he gets it from a a, a beer uh, barrel falling over. Oh, I've not made that connection. Yeah, that, it, it, that's it, great. That's it, great. He's sat in the car and he was that's yeah. what is yeah, it? Yeah. And he looks at it and he's like, ah. Yeah. And then he, yeah, it, it's. But the thing is. As well, I think the the reason why it punches him being such a shit, and you kind of then get to Niro, is they've actually developed quite a good relationship. Yeah. And De Niro's not trying to screw him over. But th- but then you've got that bit as well where De Niro's kind of underground and Norton's like, oh shit, hang on, no, it's not that direction. What, what do you mean there's a wall there? There's a wall there. You know, there's a there's a wall there. Um, and he's like, right, yeah, just give me a second. 
it's like he's fucking with him that because in the moment you're thinking oh shit is he like just <coughs> incompetent and no i think he's fucking with him then <laughs> it's just like there's something to him where he's like i'm just gonna fuck with him a bit even yeah. though i like him i'm just gonna be it, a dick it's almost the, it's the it's the thing of look i am gonna do you i am gonna do this your way because you are going to help me get what i need but also i need i, I i'm quite a playful character and i need to have these little things but i'm not a playful character you are not going to know that i'm a playful character but it's that it's that disrespecting because at the end he's just like you know you just why why did you, you disrespected me the first time we met and it's like if he just followed the plan it, like as de niro says like we all win yeah you know but it's like no he's just got to be like a little dickhead because he just thinks it's not that he thinks he's better than he is because he's fucking good. It, it's, it's just, it, yeah. It, it, I think you're right. I think I think it's because De Niro's pissed him off at the start by not showing him the respect that he felt felt he deserved. I mean, he does send someone to try and beat the shit out of him. But then you've got that great scene of when he gets in the car and goes, "Come on, are you going to be funny all night?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is that because they never they never really have a proper conversation about that. Yeah. You know, it's like why what don't send someone okay, all right, fine, let's work together. You know, and it, it just it seems to play on Norton's character. And it's just those I'm not gonna call them microaggressions because in the moment they're, they're you know, they're pretty fucking macroaggressions, but over the course of a the film they're like these microaggressions. And it it does work really well um i will say the angela bassett character does feel uh, just a bit all right he just has to have a woman who it you know he's he's fighting for it, i don't know angela bassett oscar nominee at the time feels like a bit of a fucking nothing role i mean it literally it very much does i think that was literally Angela Bassett and De Niro are just good, are just quite close yeah, friends. Yeah, I, yeah, and I mean that, that that's yeah, that that's it's a weird one, but yeah, I do agree. It does feel a little bit like there is a ver- there was a script that didn't have another love interest, and the, and the studio went, "Can you put a love interest in there?" But at the same time, the the choice to do it in Montreal, mm. and and just like people talking casually talking to french to each other and having like french on the signs there's just a you could have just done this in america it just adds a bit of oh that's interesting that's just a little bit new a certain like, je ne sais quoi yeah <laughs> yes I, I, absolutely yeah yeah that's perfect i find yeah. my french i mean yeah absolutely a bit of je ne sais quoi you know and it it, it that that works with it as well the score howard shaw's score is is a great kind of like jazzy kind of thing which is obviously yeah. in in keeping with the film it's a classy picture i i like the fact that that literally i i remember reading somewhere that it was made that he was a jazz club owner rather than just a club owner because de niro just likes jazz <laughs> well yeah i mean yeah. shit man the place is called nyc as well yes. you know, obviously de niro had some fucking notes yeah you've got a great scene of um because you know the you know the apartment that De Niro has mm. uh, in it that's actually one of De Niro's apartments mm. at, at Tribeca fuck's sake of course uh, it is that's great and so Edward Norton when they shot it 
the uh, you've a really nice place. Uh, you have excellent taste. Apparently, what, it, it, it was something that was in the film, but it was based upon the first thing De Niro, that the Norton said to De Niro when he got into De Niro's place. Apartment. Yeah, uh, there. Another just really weird um, of uh, like weird little tidbit to go with this. Um, so at the same time as De Niro and um, Ed Norton and Marlon Brando were filming the score, um, it, around the same place for where um, they were filming, like a lot of it was done on um, Sound Studios. Mm. Um, you had Daniel Day-Lewis, um, DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese were shooting um, Gangs of New York. So although it was released afterwards, Gangs of New York had quite a a long process, yeah. as all Martin Scorsese passion projects do. <laughs> um, and there was, I remember sort of seeing something in one of like the, um, in like a newspaper, something like that, basically a, a photograph that somebody had taken of uh, outside one of De Niro's Tribeca uh, restaurants having breakfast was De Niro, Scorsese, Brando, Ed Norton, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Joe Pesci was there as well. <laughs> just all sat having breakfast. Nice. <laughs> just nice. like just like as a random, just like nice looking like thing. And Norton commented on it and was like, it is the weirdest thing in the world when you are just out for breakfast with other oh, Jack Nicholson was there as well. Um, with all of these like guys are there going, this is like this is my this is my childhood. <laughs> um, just sat around me chatting and having breakfast. That's great. Yeah, it's, so it's just an, it's just a really good entertaining movie. Yeah, and it's I think it's testament to De Niro's career that you you watch you know you look at his filmography and go this this wouldn't be in like the top of it if you ranked them. Well, my my He'd thing somewhere around probably the middle. To to to, 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 to if you'll indulge me mildly for a second. Uh, no, I shan't. Uh, well, <laughs> fuck you. I'm going away. Uh, <laughs> what I would say is everyone always looks at uh, with De Niro. Um, focuses in on his 70s and the early 80s work. Yeah. Whereas De Niro quietly had an absolutely fucking banging 10 years, 10, 11 years between 1990 um, and um, sort of 2001 time. Mm. So I'm just trying to bring up his filmography to just go through it. It's ridiculous. So let me just find, I'm trying to go out to get his filmography up on, um, there we go. On IM, not IMDb, on okay. Wikipedia. So he's 90s. You had like good, like Goodfellas and Awakenings both in 1990. Backdrafting Cape Fear, I'm not just covering all of them, just covering a few of them. Backdrafting Cape Fear in 91. In 92, uh, Night in the City is a better movie than uh, people give it credit for. 93, This Boy's Life in a Bronx Tale. 94, he was fucking the creature in Frankenstein. I'm sorry, you missed a really good one. What? Mad Dog and Glory. Mad Dog and Glory is a good film. In 95, he had Casino and Heat. Yeah. <laughs> in 95. Uh, the Fan and Sleepers in 96. 97, 
Copland, Jackie Brown and Wag the Dog. 98, Ronan. Uh, 99, Analyze This, which was a really popular movie. And a lot of people did. You were a big fan, were you? Yeah. Uh, 2000, Meet the Parents. And then The Score in 2001. It quietly banging like 10 years. I don't think Meet the Parents is very good either, though. No, but you don't like um, that kind of comedy, do you? No, cringe comedy. Yeah, cringe no, comedy. I don't no. I hate it. Anyway, sorry, I had a little bit of time in there, but no, it's great. No, good, good. It's I, um, genuinely, I, I, but that, I, I could do De Niro as my specialist subject. The score definitely not shit. Yeah, no, definitely not, not shit. shit for sure. Yeah, cracking film. Okay, so you know it. Let's dive into the Infinity Pool, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, and Cleopatra Coleman. So, um, Alexander Skarsgård and Cleopatra Coleman play a couple. You meet another couple, including a fan of Alexander Skarsgård's work, played by Mia Goth. Um, they get pissed drive back to the uh, hotel resort one night and run over someone. Um, they are caught and they are told in this country we offer rich people and diplomats the ability to create clones of themselves because otherwise you're going to be put to death. But if you pay, the clones will be put to death instead. And then it goes from there. Um Bex, in, in yeah. Infinity Pool. So you were you were properly up for this. Uh yeah. you know, Brandon Cronenberg's latest and um trailers great, cast is great, premises wild. How'd it go for you? Yeah, I think do you know what I I really, really enjoyed it. My only my only complaint is that it kind of I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it could have been better with the material that it was working with. It's there's directions they could have taken it that would have been more interesting than just having a very linear narrative. Um, you know, they could have explored That's a the good whole way of putting it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, they, they could have explored the whole. Well, hang on a second. How do we really know where the originals? I, but I get that that would have been too obvious. No, but what they've done is just not explore anything. It's just very A, B, C, D. It, it, I, the thing is, for what it's worth, I think it kind of reveals itself to be a different story from what the first half sets out. So, you know, you've got the whole clone thing. And then there's that conversation where Alexander Skarsgård's in, it, 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 um, introduced to all the other rich people. And then one of them's like, you know, you think about, well, are we the real one or are we not? And then another's like, oh, I stopped thinking about that ages ago. And then the film kind of ends that kind of, well, prestige kind of element there. Mm. And then it, it kind of noodles about with some like hedonistic shit for a bit and then it turns into oh they're just stringing him along and it's this rich people's play things like narrative 
And it, it, it just, it, it, it turns into something that feels, despite what is actually happening, less wild than mm. what it kind of seemed like it was going to be. Like the 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 doubles aspect is the most wild element of it, and it doesn't necessarily push that. It's just it's twisting it's and control. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and it, 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 instead it's just breaking down Skarsgård's character. That that's what the film turns into, and that's that's got some merit to it, mm. but it it's not quite the nightmare thing I I don't think it's as much of a nightmare in the second half as it is in the first like, and sorry because I'm, I'm railroading slightly here but it's the matter of fatness like when it happens they're hauled up in front of the police and, and, and the, the guy is just we offer this thing if you we're going to create a clone of you and the the, the, the victim's families are going are gonna to kill the clone and if you sign this everything's going to be okay and he's just like what the fuck? All right, yeah, I'll sign. Just the matter of factness of just this is this is a thing that happens. That kind of nightmare surreality got in my head more than uh, okay, like they they are just uh, taking the piss out of him. And yeah, I didn't read your book. Cool. All right then. And then by by towards the end where it's right now you're going to beat down that other version of you that's basically a dog and then we're going to have a bit of a mother baby thing going on i was just a little bit that's not as interesting as you were setting up an hour ago thank you very much well that's interesting because that's kind of what i said to you isn't it Max? Mm. um i i i i felt it 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 lost focus there where it it went from being like quite I was digging fine, I was enjoying it, and I was going for it to just like the 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 breastfeeding thing was a bit like not really sure where that's come from, other than the fact that you're you're now not shocking me, you're now trying to shock me. Well, it's a clumsy a clumsy imagery for him being reborn after his transformation. It's yeah, but it, yeah, but it's it, it, but it's just a bit it, it, it's just a little bit occasionally. I think with movies like this, you verge on the edge of sometimes, and this might be a personal thing, with me going, I'll grow up. Uh, and there's, it, it was a little bit of that. Whereas the rest of it, I was, I think I was probably enjoying it more than either of you. I, I was really fucking into it. I did really enjoy it. I, the thing is, Possessor, the end of Possessor, I was, yeah, mate, grow up. And I, I, I am a little bit like that with this as well, where the end of it is, all right, they're basically just playing with him again of, all right, we're just going to have normal conversations and say bye. We hope you see it again next year. Uh, cool. And then it's, uh, OK, right, I'm just going to stay here then. You know, I, I, I just, cool. All right. You, you might read you, on I, it was slightly different than that. What was your oh, go on, go on. So... You kind of get the feeling from Gabby that, like, her and Armand, is it? Her partner? Uh, uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, were, like, the first out of that group to experience the, the doubling because they were there for the building of the resort. Mm. So I kind of, from the, the whole, like, breaking him down thing and degrading him and then making him fight himself, that 
my read on it was that that was like an initiation. Oh, it's and the, that all of the other ones have gone through it previously. Yeah. Come through the other side of it, and then now come back every year to do it to somebody else, mm. and to just basically, it's a, it's a, a morality question of what would you do if you knew there was no consequences to whatever the fuck you do. Yeah. And and I think him being there at the end, because obviously he's at the airport, he's he's going home. And I think once he's left to his own thoughts, he just he can't process what he's done and he can't return to normal life because of the things that he's done. He's not transformed in the same way that the rest of them have to just being okay with it. So yeah, he stays because he feels like he can't go back. Yeah, you've got that the, was my read on. Yeah, that, 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 that's what I got. Yeah. as well. Yeah, the, the, the interesting bit there is is how quickly that it goes from them being all very glamorous to just being very just mundane and talking about what they've kind of got to do when they get back. Oh. Yeah, but I think that's supposed to highlight oh, yeah, this, it, this it, it debauched is, yeah. kind of violent week, fortnight, month, whatever yeah. they have is. Yeah, it, it, not that. Yeah, it's that idea. It's not. It, it's not them. They're they're mundane. They're mundane. They're still unpleasant. Yeah. I think it, I think it hammers that home mm. that they're still quite vacuous and unpleasant, but kind of like quite boringly vacuously unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I I don't know. I just I felt like it was they there was a premise there and they were ever so slightly working it out as it went along. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think you're right on that one as well. Yeah. And it, yeah, I just the the bit, it, it straight up just confused me and maybe you guys can explain it, but the bit where they're fucking about with the, like the detective's family and whatnot, it's like, right, we're going to make a statement out of you. And then you, sorry about the dog. You think that they've, like they're he's like we're gonna make a statement and you think it's them and then they have their throat slit and then it's the reveal of they're watching that happening it's like what 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 is that like why why is it gone from i'm okay with you doing all this shit to i'm not okay with you doing all this shit quite rightly to all right we'll slit your Oh, because I, I think they've just, they've just paid them yeah, a paid. bit extra to fuck with the doubles. Yeah, he's, he, he's just he's making money out of it now. Yeah. So, so they're all on, they're but... all the doubles when they're having the conversation, sat in that room in the white. Oh shit. Yeah. And he's because they won't know oh, they're the doubles. God. Right. Okay. Yeah. I suppose that makes so like the. But then, so what? They just got away with the other shit. You like seemingly just because they like paid whatever fine there was. Yeah, they yeah. Just paid it off the same way as normal. Maybe gave Thresh a bit extra to fuck with their doubles so that they'd get more amusement out of it because they get to see oh, them scared. Yeah, it becomes it becomes like a theatre. Yeah, them. yeah. It becomes a show that they go to. Yeah. It, it it's almost the gloatingness of it. Look at what yeah, we can I, get away with. It's, it's literally look at what we can get away with because we're rich. And it also highlights the fact that... Look how scared we would be if we weren't rich yeah. as well. Um, and as well, you know, it highlights the fact that, that, that none of them have really earned their wealth. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it And I suppose that's the thing, that, that kind of social commentary is interesting. You know, it's like when I was about halfway through it, I messaged in the boy chat saying, listen, Triangle of Sadness would be quite an interesting double bill. Yeah. yeah. Um, When I was watching Infinity Pool, I was watching it going, 
he it fucking would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, but then that last half hour where it's we're just taking the piss out of you. That's where I'm like, right? Did they actually know where they were going with this? Um, you know, and they the, the go into the farmhouse and then the and again, like, explain the film to me, guys. Sorry, you're my Wikipedia here. Like, so it goes to the farmhouse and that lad is just like fucking smiling at him. And then it does the trippy shit where it's like the the, the, the girlfriend's there and blah, blah, blah. That lad is the one who killed his clone, I think. Yeah. 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 So what? But so all that other shit, that's just in his head. Yeah, I think he's just having a nightmare, wasn't he? Yeah, he's having a nightmare. Where, oh right. shit, what if this farmhouse happens to be the family home of the man I killed? Yeah. And he's, yeah, that's the right. nightmare he's had. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I that's, that's, that's fine. I just, I think of Brandon Cronenberg as the ultra black mirror person. He's like Charlie Brooker who likes to fuck. <laughs> I think that's yeah. It's and I would who I I personally just cannot get on with Black Mirror. I can get on with these. I I, I for me I don't think he's made a banger yet. I really like Possessor. But you really like Possessor, and you kind of like this. But I think I like this more than you do. I I really like this. I just wanted it to be cleverer. I wanted it to be. I wanted there to be some extra depth to it, and there isn't. It's just very very thin broth. Uh, but I, I kind of like the fact that it doesn't have extra, extra depth to it because it almost feels like, and it probably isn't this, but it almost feels like just the vacuous nature of these people, it can get away with it just being they're just dickheads. Yeah, no, but that doesn't make for a super interesting story. No, it doesn't, possibly not. You come at the other but, end of it and you're like, oh, right, so who's who's that there on the, on the sun launcher? Because he got on the plane, didn't he? Oh, what's going on? Is there another clone? And he just left... And like he sent the clone back, and that's the real him. No, he's just decided not to go. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I, I thought maybe there was more. No, I, I, I kind of dug that about it. That's fine. About it, yeah. I mean, have either of you guys seen Antiviral? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've not seen that. It's on Prime. I think I want to watch that this week. Yeah, it should be. It's good. It's got what's his name in it, hasn't it, with his weird face? Oh, Dirty Laundry Jones. Yeah. 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 I like him in stuff, so. Look, but definitely not shit. I think it's got some interesting, it just says, well, Mia Goth, hell of a performance. I mean, Alexander Skarsgård, to be honest, I think it's a little bit of a blank slate in this. Um, But I I think he's supposed to be in it. He's supposed to be very... very much like there's, there's nothing to him other than yeah. the fact that he is kind of arm candy. And that's yeah. why he's um, as easily led as he is. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Understands the assignment. Like, Mia Goth is fucking terrifying. Uh, just like I, I don't know on Mia Goth. I don't know where I right, land on Mia Goth I at all. feel like there might be a little bit of... Um, kind of depends which way you swing sexually about this one Bex if I'm absolutely honest I'm just going to say it um I, there's that as as uh someone in a chat said you don't know whether you want to um uh, like be scared of her or want to fuck her and uh yeah I I 
I yeah, fine. Yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't want to um, shag her because she's really scary. But I think she's great in this. I would I would happily go on a fucking on a weekend away with this being off. <laughs> It'd be wild. Love the fact that she's using her own voice as well. Yeah. Because her voice, I, her own voice is fucking weird. And I like the fact that she's using her own voice in it. Because usually she puts on like another, an American accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I, just, just, I just don't I, know whether I, I'm done with her particular brand of weirdness. Quirkiness. Like, feels like a forced quirkiness. I think she's a mildly offbeat person. Mm. And that comes across. Mm. She's, she's with Shia LaBeouf. She's a little bit like this generation's Juliette Lewis. I don't think she's got as much charisma as Juliette Lewis. I don't think Juliette Lewis has that much, had that much charisma at that age, though. There's the, no, just at that age in their careers, the infancy okay. of their careers. Do you know? I just, I, I, I think I'd feel completely different about her if she just had eyebrows. <laughs> It really freaks me out about her. I'm, I, I think what I will say is she's a fucking interesting screen presence and she makes interesting films. Mm. She picks interesting shit. It's like somebody was saying, oh, Mia Goth would be great for Lois Lane in the new Superman. And what? I thought, based on what? It's like, no, she wouldn't. Just because you want to fuck her doesn't mean she'd be great in any role. Yeah. What a bizarre thing to say. It was, it's a really weird thing. But yeah, no, I, I think she's great in this. She's terrifying, but also seems like terrifying without being kind of like otherworldly terrifying. Oh, yeah, just to clarify, I'm not saying I don't know where I land on her in this. I think she's very good in this. I, I meant I don't know where I land on her in general. I kind of like her. Hmm. She always seems short. She plays unhinged really well. Yeah. I would like to see her in a bit more of a straight role and just see how she copes with that. Biggest criticism I have of it mm. is at no point does fucking Chris Abbott turn up and that's just wrong. Who? Oh, not, not Kit Harrington. The, the Karen can do fucks, yeah. Why? Because it just seems like the sort of movie he should be yeah, in. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. This seems more a him film than an Alexander Skarsgård film, to be fair. He should be in it. Yeah. He should be in it. His his, his brand of skeezy should be in it. But I, I love Alexander Skarsgård's career trajectory, though. Like, he's he started, like, within, like, wider consciousness in fucking True Blood. I like and he's just I, I, from strength to strength. I like his commitment to doing weird shit. Yeah, I do as well. Kill Blandry Jones Link, the uh, War on Everyone film, is 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 a understated gem of the past like ten years <laughs> that people don't talk about enough. <laughs> and he Skarsgård is fucking great in it. Um and the Kill Blandry Jones is just incredible in that movie. I'm gonna watch that movie this week. Fair enough. I will watch it with you if we get a night to do that. We will we will. The great scene was like it's not like we're just going to turn up in Amsterdam. We're just going to look across the road and he's going to be there. And they look across the road and the guy they're looking for is there. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. Infinity Pool, a completely different movie. Oh, uh, hang on, yeah, no, that's the one with Michael Peña in it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a banger, is that? Definitely not shit. Uh, I had a great time. Yeah, definitely not yeah. shit. I, I might actually do like a, a, a Baby Cronenberg three-part banger. Watch it again. Just watch all three of them, yeah. 
Our, our audience poll, 50% definitely not shit, 25% touching cloth and 25% shit. By the way, I gave this four stars of letterbox and the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking that might go up to four and a half. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Definitely not shit. But uh, also, it possibly gets an extra half a star just for the fucking look that uh, Mia Goth gives him when he's on the uh, coach and she pulls up in the car and she just waves at him. It's a fucking great look. Yeah, that? and then pull back and then she comes back with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It, no, it's, it's... I just wish it had a little bit more depth. In fact, I'm changing my letterbox right now. Nice. Great content, Mark. What? Great content for the, the listeners. What? Just you fucking changing. Just me it. changing my letterbox yeah. thing without my clickers on, yeah. Twitter questions. Ah, oh, fuck, I ain't got time to change my letterbox now. <laughs> fuck you, Mark. <laughs> you can wait. Uh, right, we have... Oh, shit. Uh, we have a couple of questions. Uh, Rick Kim, inspired by 65, uh, pick a number that's your favourite film title. What is the film? Well, it's an actual film that exists. No, my read of it was pick a number, build a film plot around it and explain why you would make it. But I've been thinking about this all afternoon and I can't think of anything. Oh, yes, that is it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting um, really good at explaining questions on, on the thing. Uh, yeah. So I would say 65, but a different one, because it's the national state pension age at the moment. But as soon as someone turns 65, they go all 28 days later. (laughs) But but it only happens to one in three of people who turn 65. So you can't just kill all the people who are about to turn 65, because that would be morally reprehensible yeah you have to wait yeah they have to, they have to go it's like a processing place to see if they turn to yes. see if they turn and they have to be like yep. locked down that's exactly it and when they hit like their 65th yep. birthday they see if they turn then one gets out because it doesn't look like he's turned he's made to control his turn yeah but then he has yeah and he just starts biting fuckers 65. How have you done it again? <laughs> um, oh. I think that this might actually be a movie, but fuck it, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I, 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 basically, from 11, the number 11, and it would just be two fucking doppelgangers of each other. Right? Yeah. And they're just they're just fighting out amongst each other, but they can't actually fight each other because, like magnets, they can't get too fucking close to each other for no reason whatsoever. Why eleven? What? Because two people two can ones. Each other like one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Real fucking low fucking concept. Yeah. But just fucking loads of fucking visuals. Mm. Tight. Yeah. Just them bouncing off each other. They, they, they go to fight like really early on because mm. they're drawn to it oh. to fight each other the but they can't fucking the fight each other wow. so they've got to essentially fight each other without actually ever fighting each other so you've got to blow like buildings behind them to try and kill them and shit like that okay because they can't physically fight fair enough it's just that 
It's, it's better than the no concept that I came up with because I've been thinking about it all afternoon and it's just too clever of a question for me, so I've just given up. Do them like that, What's the first piece of music you bought with your own money? For me, it was the Could Be Mine on 7-inch from HMV Oxford Street. A cassette of Do the Bartman. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, mine was... Spaceman by Babylon Zoo. Hell yeah! Uh, no, I thought we worked out it wasn't. No, no. Was it? It was that. Yeah. Was it? I thought, thought it might be. I thought it might be underwater, but then you told me what year it was released, and it would have been. Yeah, like ninety-five. Yeah, Spaceman, because it was on a Levi commercial. First album I bought was Different Class by Paul. <sighs> Stung a little bit. It's a good album. First one I bought. My first one was Michael Jackson. Seven inch of the and you're fucking flinching at me theater. buying pulp and you're buying music by a fucking pedo. The first album I bought using my own money was Suede Suede. Suede Suede. Yeah. Suede Suede. Yeah. Which actually is just an untitled Dave album. Which is the title of it. So I just assumed it was called Suede. Suede Suede. Uh, but yeah, that was my first. Uh, yeah, the Wayne Wakefield was when I bought my first, my own money. Seven inch from Asda. Nice. Yep. Bad news. What's the first film you bought with your own money? Oh fuck. I don't. I know think it might have been Jurassic bought. Park. You know. Yeah. Sorry. Jurassic Park. What's your books? I don't think I've ever bought a film with my own money. <laughs> what Cowboy Park buy Well, yeah, because I never, I never would buy a film with my own money prior to us getting together at 16 and then you'd always buy them and then at a point where I would ever buy films it would be our money anyway so I don't I don't think I've ever bought a film with my own money that's pretty wild go on mine was first blood uh, part two nice <laughs> I bought it in Tesco what? with my money Yes. You watched it once, were really disappointed, and never watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, times would be different, wouldn't they? Yeah, you know, for your yeah, yeah. Uh, for your birthday when I got you that gold DVD player. Oh yes. What did I get you to go with that? Was that American History X? American History X. That, that, then, uh, that was the first film I ever uh, bought with my own money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for you. For me, American History X, and I also had uh, Snake Eyes yes. and a Bug's Life. With the first three DVDs I got my DVD player. I got your Bugs Life. Yeah. Why? I don't know. That was a fucking weird one, wasn't it? You should have someone else didn't get you that. Or it came free with the I DVD think, I think player. I it came free with the DVD player. Oh, that's fair. I think that's Nick. You were just like, I'm buying a gold DVD player. I can throw the money about. What's this? A Bugs <laughs> Life. Fuck it. I'll buy that. Yeah. It was a good DVD player. It was a good DVD player. It a long time. Did, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking massive. It was huge, it was, yeah. But this was like 1999 when DVD players had just, yeah. were just in like their infancy. Mm. Yeah. No. Can't, I think I got it for your 18th. No, it? it was 99. It was my 17th birthday. It definitely was. Ah. Go me. I had to buy a new TV for it to go with, didn't I? Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was it. That was it. That was, that was, that was our questions. Good questions this week. That feels like a yeah, lifetime ago. I mean, it was it was a long time ago. It was twenty like three years ago. Okay. Wow. Okie dokie. Right, 
<laughs> so, uh, coming up on next week's show, it is our Fast X Bo is Afraid double bill. Except Becky's not going to watch Bo is Afraid because she values her time. Um, and that's it. That's it. We value your time as well, listeners. So thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Becky. Thanks, Ian. And fuck you, Jason Reitman, for, <laughs> according to Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, putting uh, the triplets film on ice because you just didn't think it'd be very funny. Go fuck yourself. Your father wanted it to happen. Why does it hurt you? Fuck you, Jason Reitman, and the ship that you rode in on. You're a cunt. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm glad we brought that segment back. <laughs> I just... And Schwarzenegger seems pissed off. He's he swore. Well. Yeah. Yeah. He's and not happy about that. Good. Yeah. I really hope that good. shames him into doing something. <laughs> What, our Good. podcast? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> we have reach. Put fuck you hashtag Jason Reitman on the thing when you put it out and he might see it. Imagine <laughs> if Jason Reitman was like, right, okay, I feel like we need to have a conversation. <laughs> and I would just be like, yeah, why are you so shit? Come on, explain <laughs> it to me. I don't get it. I don't get it. It, it. I mean, the nepotism is incredible, but you're still working even though your dad's dead. How's that happen? <laughs> yeah. Is it because your family owned the rights to shit? <laughs>